Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Roscoe Podcast. This is episode one, an introduction to the podcast. It's about building community around powder coating. In this inaugural episode of the podcast, we introduce ourselves as the coder and the blogger team we call Roscoat. Ross and Kim Scott each share what they want to accomplish with this podcast for powder coders. Listen in as Kim shares a secret about what she's doing behind the scenes of their business and then introduces her husband, partner, and powder coder, Ross. He talks about his humble beginnings and shares insights into his journey as a powder coder. Get ready to level up your powder coder game. Aloha and welcome to Ross Coates Powder Coder Podcast. Episode numero uno, introduction to Ross Coates Podcast. This is our inaugural episode of the Ross Coates Podcast. We're happy uh, that you're joining us today. And we'd love to introduce ourselves as the coder and the blogger team called Ross Coates. Uh, we are just going to cover in today's uh, episode, an intro to Ross and myself and what this podcast is all about. Um, so welcome, Ross. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. Uh, we're recording in separate rooms, so uh, Ross is just calling in. Uh, it's a little weird to record and do it like this, but uh, we're learning and hopefully you'll learn uh, something from Ross today. Um, I guess the meaning and the word Ross coat has kind of, uh, was it kind of a take on your name, Ross Scott? Um, but it's kind of just turned into this, uh, pseudo name for you and for me. Of course, Ross, uh, is your name and coat starts with a K, K O T E. So, uh, just figured that made sense to call it Ross Coat for Ross and Kim. Uh, I am, uh, and what we're trying to do in this podcast is to really uh, bring you interviews of from influencers in the industry and cover trends, trending topics in the industry as well. So powder coders like you that have, you know, got different skill levels. Maybe you're a beginner, maybe you're not. Uh, you've been in it for a while and you want to learn some new tips and tricks from other powder coders. It's sort of a way to uh, bring the community together. So we really want to build community around powder coating and that's the nature of this podcast. Uh, but in the end, ultimately, we want to uh, have you learn things through this podcast that you can uh, that can help you grow your business, um, whether it's everything from marketing to tips and tricks in the trade to uh, maybe new suppliers that you've never heard of, or uh, it's really just trending topics and stuff of interest to us. And you know, you're always welcome to uh, submit a uh, topic idea as well uh, to us at info at MauiPowderWorks.com. So 
just a little bit more about me. Um, I am the ghostwriter for the Ross Coat Powder Coating blog, uh, where we cover everyday topics that our customers want to know about in powder coating. Um, so that's the that's kind of the angle that we went with our blog. I know there's a lot of blogs out there that are technical blogs. Um, and um, that's not really who we're, we're not really writing to powder coaters. Uh, the podcast is uh, actually our, our arm or our interest there in trying to connect other powder coaters with us and our interest in powder coating. But the blog technically is more about um, just bringing customer, uh, relevant customer topics to help them educate and understand more about powder coating and what it is. Um, in September, uh, 2019, we added a new, a leg to that, and that is market research. Uh, we published our first industry paper where we surveyed, uh, several powder coaters on trends in rim powder coating and what colors and, and, um, topics that were covered in that. It's a free, you can get it now. It's free. I'll include a link. Uh, below. Um, so you can just click on that and get that free report so that you know what we found out in that uh, market research paper. Uh, so up next, we're, our next brand, it's going to be a brand research paper and hopefully interview um, a very special guest in that um, market research paper. Uh, via podcast. So we'll be announcing that hopefully in the next couple weeks. I'm working on that market research paper now. And it's all about branding, marketing, and um, making sure that you have all the information you need to know about branding your powder coating company. Um, so let me introduce Ross a little bit more. He's our guest today. Um, and Ross is the owner of Maui Powder Works. He's based out of Maui, Hawaii, and he's been powder coating for now how many years? Oh, it's been a good 20 years doing this. Yeah. And you, we do have a website um, and any other social media. You want to let the uh, listeners know what that is. Where can they find us? MauiPowderWorks.com. All right. And uh, we, we also have an Instagram and Facebook page as well, all under Maui PowderWorks um, name. Are you surprised to learn that we're doing a podcast now? <laughs> yes. I'm always so busy, and now I have to allocate time for this. <laughs> you do. And um, what do you hope to achieve through this podcast? I mean, maybe you'll be hosting. I'll be doing most of the hosting, but maybe sometimes you'll be hosting guests and interviewing people. Well, like you said earlier, you know, uh, a lot of our blog is about uh, basically letting the customers out there know about powder coating more or less against liquid coatings. It's a it's a big segment, you know, and we're trying to kind of chip away at that, saying, yeah. hey, you can powder coat this instead. And, uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot of technical stuff, and, you know, there's things that uh, powder coaters need to know. 
um, you know, somebody who's been doing it like I have for 20 years, and there's other people that have been doing it longer, and they have incredible insight on things uh, that make your life a lot easier when you're pattern coding. So I think uh, that'd be nice to uh, go over some some stuff like that in future podcasts and uh, tips and tricks, you know, basically. And of course, let's basically tell the customers what we do so we can expand our businesses. Yeah, I think um, everybody, the whole point is just to kind of raise everybody up into um, uh, being positive and optimistic. optimistic, I guess, um, even in the midst of this economic situation that our country's in and facing right now. Um, but you, you kind of touched on something where, you know, we do have technical blogs and we do have, um, you know, the, uh, powder coating handbook from PCI. Uh, there's a lot of technical information out there, but there's not a lot of in-between-the-lines stuff. And I guess that's kind of where we want to kind of find ourselves uh, in order to help build this community and and reach out to other powder coders that could be struggling with a specific interest or a specific topic or problem. Um, Maybe we can troubleshoot along the way and help all of ourselves out because sometimes, as you know, uh, and I remember many, many times of you cursing all day long while you were learning how to powder coat. Um, And the other thing is, is, you know, our brand as Maui Powder Works is, uh, well, let's face it, guys, we're in Hawaii. We're thousands of miles away from the mainland. And we didn't have the convenience or even luxury of flying out to take uh, courses or be involved in educational uh, opportunities to learn powder coating. Um, We kind of had to scrub it out out on our own. And in doing so, we just kind of ad hoc our way to it. I'm sure pretty much a lot of powder coders today can understand that. You may not have the means to go to some fancy class and learn something new. Um, and, uh, you know, so we going blindly into it, we never really mimicked ourselves after anybody. We just kind of crafted and created our own brand, our own understanding of what powder coating is. Um, we do, both of us have an extensive background in painting. Um, and so in getting into that, uh, industry, you know, or coming from that industry, we, we basically felt like it was a nice crossover for us, but even as, even in that powder coating is so different from painting. So it didn't really help in the end. It just gave us a little bit more of a different perspective on how to start this company. Um, so uh, so how did we get started? Um, Ross, you've got kind of a funny story about that. Would you like to share that? Well, yeah, like you said, we, uh, 
we came from a painting background. Um, and so when we say that, uh, basically, let me tell you what we were painting. We were doing a lot of resort work here in Hawaii. We were doing uh, furniture restoration, basically. We were taking teak tables, stuff like that around the uh, resorts where they have in their dining areas or in their open areas. And we we're basically sanding those down and then reapplying like a lacquer finish or a polyurethane finish, depending on what type of environment it was in. Uh, we also did a lot of uh, resort work with uh, condos, uh, doing uh, refinishing of like the, the dining tables and the dresser drawers because they get beat up. I mean, these things are they're like a boat. They're going out every day and they got people coming in and out, basically bashing the stuff and, you know, just get beat up. So we were the people that the go-to people that would fix their people's stuff up and make it look new again. So we had that background painting, painting, doing a lot of painting. And, uh, you know, one day we were going over to pick up a, a dining room set at a hotel. And, uh, uh, the guy next door saw us picking it up. He was an older man and said, Hey, can you do my lanai set? And I said, you know, Sure. Let me take a look at it. And uh, went over to his place and uh, we went out to his lanai set and I was like, hmm, I think I can do this. And uh, I basically said, yeah, I can do this. Uh, we'll basically sand it down and uh, repaint it with a good oil base enamel and uh, uh, put it back in service for you. And he was like, no, I don't want that done. I want it powder coated. And I was like, oh, boy. You know, and he got literally right in my face. And I was like, oh, God. And I had no idea what this powder coating was. I was like, I had no idea. So I went home and uh, researched it on the computer. And then I went, wow. And at that moment, I realized this is where I needed to go. And uh, basically, we didn't literally. get the job. <laughs> no, I didn't get the job. I did not get that job. In fact, I'm glad I didn't get that job because it was incredible. So what I did is uh, I went online and I looked for a cheap system just to start. And I, I literally got like, I don't know how many other coders have done this, but I got a, one of those $99 Eastwood kits. And, you know, it had the, the, the cheapy gun with the cup and... Uh, you know, and the little electrical thing you plug into the 110. And uh, <laughs> I bought their little sample packet and uh, I started powder coating uh, uh, things for the guys next door. We were next door to a bike shop. Our, our shop was next door to a custom fabricating bike shop. And the guy goes, hey, I'll give you my oven. He had an old oven that he was from his house. So I had the cheap Eastwood set up and this guy's oven that he gave me and we hooked it up into my shop and uh, he started giving me like little parts and I just started doing them. Uh, you know, uh, I, I had no, I just read the manuals and went, okay, easy. And when there I went. And in fact, the first thing I did was some, I think it was some handlebar risers and, and a set of handlebars and uh, they were brand new. So I just basically, at, you know, at that point in the game, I was just roughing it up with sandpaper and blowing it off and doing an acetone wipe and then torching it with the torch. And then off I went, boom. And it was funny. The first job I did came out totally perfect. And the guy went, Oh my God, you know, and it was hilarious. Out of uh, luck, it, probably. 
you know, because <laughs> smaller well, parts you, are so much easier to do than the bigger you get, the harder, the more complex things get. And we, well, yeah. It, anything that's brand new is easier to do. So anyways, I was, I was getting these brand new parts and he was sending the stuff off to Oahu to get powder coated. And he said, Oh my God, your stuff is way better. And of course I wasn't really charging enough. And you know, he, he, so he immediately went with me and boom, there I was, I was in business. I had a, a motorcycle account right next door. And, uh, it was hilarious. Uh, you know, we, since we were in the hotels, uh, you know, we were already say, Hey, you know, just let you know, we can uh, powder coat these. And, and, and then it went into basically, uh, the fixtures for the, uh, air, air, air intakes. Yeah. Air conditioning grates. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just like, Oh my God. But we, we didn't, they didn't fit in the oven though. Did they, we ended up having to use, uh, we went really low tech and ended up using those. What are those called? Those lamps? The, the, the infrared lamps. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, this is a, a, a pretty interesting story here. So um, I could do the small ones in the oven and I did do them in the little oven. And then uh, once we got to the larger side, uh, great. I was doing them with the infrareds and, and boy, I, you know, there was a huge learning curve there trying to get the right temperature in getting it to cure properly, but I uh, I did do it that way for uh, uh, I want to say about two years we did it that way, and yeah. I would do I would do motorcycle frames that way, and uh, it, I mean it was a royal pain in the butt. It took so long to do, but it was doable, and that's how I learned. And uh, you know, as the time went down the road, I said, let's get an oven. You know, let's, let's go buy but an oven. Then you were getting, you wanted to build your own oven. And I, I remember that, that that was, you had researched that even. And so talking about research and stuff, it's like, what was, what was it like uh, in the early 2000s um, looking for and getting and garnering information? Where did you go? How did you, what was going on back there, back then, um, right. to, to yeah. get that information that you needed just to get even started? Because it's way different today. It is different today. In fact, there's a, you can just Google it and there it is. And it was almost like you had to go dark web for it. It was, it was like, <laughs> it was like, oh my God, where, you know, you would, I would spend hours looking for places and there was nothing. And, uh, you know, I just, I just kept digging deeper and deeper. And one day I came, uh, there was, there was a place that I was ordering uh, powder from was called Caswell. And that was back then. That was a long time ago. And, uh, they started a little blog and boom, all of a sudden there was like people on there talking about, you know, building ovens and, uh, you know, hey, how long do you cure this for it? You know, at what temperature? And, and what, hey, what are your gun settings at? And and everybody was like, because, you know, we were all like, whoa, all in the dark, you know. And uh, I would go there and I would get a lot of information. There was another spot, uh, I think it was uh, powder365.com also I went to. Uh, and it had a, a lot of information. And, you know, it when I back then, there still wasn't that much information as far as oven builds. It was it was like incredibly nothing out there, and mm -hmm. I I was just searching and searching and searching. And uh, uh, would you like me to tell the story on that? Or uh, yeah, sure. I mean, are you well, going to talk about Ted? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to do a little plug here. You know, uh, there's Ted's fab. I don't know if Ted wants the plug, though. That's the 
<laughs> well, that's fab. So I, uh, I, uh, I've come across this site, uh, and I didn't. I, it wasn't an oven build site. It was basically his site. He's selling ovens, and I was right. like, I was like, oh wow, look, I can get a, I can get a six by five by or six by four by four oven for three grand, you know, cause I was looking for an oven at that size and you know, the, the cheapest thing was five grand and then you had to spend five grand to get it here. So it was just like, Whoa, well, that's a lot of money for a, a little guy that's starting up. And I call it, uh, uh, Ted cause I'm thinking maybe, maybe he can, you know, put it on a pallet all disassembled and I, I can build it here. So that I'll save in shipping costs because yeah. it, you know, they charge by the cubic foot. So if you lay it all down flat, it'll be a lot less. So that's what I'm thinking. So I call, I call Ted and I'm like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm Ross, you know, Hey, how's it going? And we have this awesome conversation and he goes, well, do you know how to build? And I said, yeah, I've framed houses. I've, I've done drywall. I've done all kinds of stuff. He goes, well, if you can frame a wall, you can build an oven. And I said, okay. And he says, this is how you do it. And I was like, Oh, wow. so he told me yeah. how, and I literally went to Home Depot. I got off the phone, and I he sent me uh, everything: the controllers, uh, the 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 heaters, and uh, the, everything to do it, like the door seal and the latches. And I mean, within uh, I think it was like a, two weeks, I had that those materials, and I had already had the oven built, and boom, I was off and running. It was that simple. And, yeah. uh, one and it was exciting. It was exciting time too, because it, it put the power in your hands to create your own oven, you know, that you could modify and change all into yourself, you know, sorry, go ahead and continue. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I just basically built it upon, um, uh, Ted's recommendations, but, uh, as I, as I learned more about it and how the ovens work, I actually ended up making them better in the future. I re I redid them and uh, I placed the elements in different locations and, and uh, yeah, it's just, I made it. So it just cooks so even you get a perfect cook every time and fast. I mean, really fast. I mean, but you had to do your homework though. I remember you crunching some numbers and it's not easy to do, you know, um, the formula there it, it, for some, you know, I know it took you a while to figure out the cubic feet and the heat uh, part of it. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. I know, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. <British thermal laughs> units, BTUs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and ta uh, Ted, if you're listening out there and you get a bunch of calls, uh, sorry, <laughs> ahead of time. Um, but he's a wonderful man and he's, um, he's been out there for a while. And if it wasn't for him, I mean, we're very, I guess we're very, very grateful for his help when he, uh, when he did reach out like that, you know, uh, back then. So that was a long time ago, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how we got the initial thing going and stuff, you know, what happened after that was just many, many years of, <laughs> uh, hard learning and, um, and, and trying to understand metallurgy, I guess, in a sense, you know, metal and all of its fickleness and, uh, coating, especially when it doesn't want to be coated. Uh, what do yeah. you think sets you apart? 
uh, as far as uh, powder uh, coder. Other coders? Well, I'm definitely. Or just, um, uh, yeah. I'm self. I'm self learned. That's for sure. Um, I I never took any fancy classes or anything. Um, and in fact, just recently, I started looking at YouTube, just you know, going, oh wow, look, these guys are doing videos on this, and you know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I always comment, oh, whoa, you're too close, back up, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like because I've I've learned through all these years of doing it, what to do and what not to do. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, you there's nothing like that in the world when you're self-taught and you learn something because you, it's ingrained in your mind and you learn sweet spots and tricks and things that most people won't know. And, and that's just through experience of time. So, you know, the longer you do it, the better you get at it. And, uh, uh, you, you know, like I said, uh, or like you said, uh, I'd probably say the first three years, there's a lot of swearing going on, you know, I, you know, I would pull things out, you know, and I was doing the hot flock code or something and there was drips and I'd be like, ah, damn, you know, and you'd have to start all over and, you know, the, the time is money in this business. And, uh, uh, you know, back then I didn't even have a dip tank and I couldn't strip things quickly. So it was really difficult, you know, but, uh, you know, I look at where I'm at now, it's like, oh, wow, this is pretty easy. Uh, don't have really stressful days anymore. And, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with almost every type of metal that's out there. And, and I kind of know it's it's little uh, tweakiness of, of where it wants to be and, uh, you know, and how to code it. So, you know, those are things. And that's the kind of stuff I want to talk about in this blog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, just uh, tell people, hey, you know, uh, this is what I do in this situation, you know, and this is a really good thing. You don't have to take my advice, but you know, it's there and, uh, it's there. Yeah. Uh, and, and it will help you. It will help you. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think I would like to start giving back to the community because I've learned a lot of things and, you know, just in my experience of, of, of building my ovens, uh, dealing with the different types of, uh, ovens too. I mean, there's, there's a whole huge world between electric and gas and then natural gas. I mean, you just, it's like, whole. Oh, there's a whole set of problems with the gas ovens. And, you know, and if you live in a place like Hawaii and or that has a lot of sun and, you know, hell, you put a solar array up on your roof and you got free energy, you know, and you just got to build the oven right so it can uh, depend on your size of jobs. And, and that's another thing, you know, the size of ovens. You know, these guys that do rims and they have like 20 foot ovens and it's like, oh, that's just lose money. You know, you're, you're putting in a set of rims for in a huge ass oven and it's, it's not profitable that way. And you have yeah. to, you know, make the oven fit the job, make the oven fit the job. So, well, I think, I think you're, um, you're onto something here, honey. Um, I think that, um, I think there's a lot to be talked about a lot of a lot of things to be discussed um and i think that's what i'd really like to cover moving forward and with you and with other coders and that's the thing you know we're going to be interviewing all kinds of coders and all kinds of people in this industry so um i uh just kind of want to wrap up uh what um, we're going to be doing moving forward. And, you know, I mean, again, you just came up with like three or four topics right now 
that we could continue to talk about and will be talking about in the future. But just to wrap things up, we've got about three minutes left on this. Um, what uh, what do you do to keep your A game going? Do you subscribe to any kind of mantra or philosophy? What uh, what drives you or, you know? My A game is when I slow down and I just look at things and take it real slow. Uh, powder coating is uh, is quick, it's fast, you know, but you can't, you gotta take it slow. Yeah, your approach has to be slow and steady. And if you take a real slow and steady approach to it, it comes out great. And, you know, you have less mistakes and it's just all basically concentrate on the fundamentals. You know, uh, make sure you got a good ground. Make sure you got your air is clean. Uh, you know, these are just some topics, you know, and then. I guess be methodical in your approach, right? Be methodical, but at the same time, don't rush it, you know, because uh, that's the thing. You're, you know, time is money. But if you take your time and do it right, it comes out right the first time. Right. There's no redos. And you're just like, Wow. I mean, there was, a, uh, for example, I can say uh, when I first started, I was like, oh, and I put all four rims into the oven and 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 scrunch them in there. And, you know, and then I'd always have a mistake in one of them because I'm just pushing too many. And then when I went, oh, well, why don't I just do one at a time and just take my time? And I would actually get it done quicker and faster by doing it that way. Uh, right. And then you're focusing on each rim at a time and you get a better uh, output. As far well, as, uh, we do have direction. we do have multiple ovens, though. Like so, that's yes, yes. helped us. Um, you know, as a batch coder, um, that's really helped us kind of size jobs and helped with pricing. It's right. helped no, with um, you know a, a lot of there. lot. Yeah, it is, and I think it's a big topic for sure that we'll be covering. But. Um, but anyways, just to wrap things up with our first one, we're we're happy and excited to be uh, the Roscoat podcast where we're building community around powder coating. Uh, I have just interviewed Ross Scott, the coder. I am Kim Scott, the blogger. And um, we look forward to uh, another podcast with Ross to talk about more things, um, powder coating, all things powder coating. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us today. Ross, do you have anything you want to add last minute? Yeah, you know, if there's anybody, you know, that has a specific topic or a question, please submit it to us and, uh, you know, let's let's address it. And uh, that way we can uh, get your questions addressed because I'm going to basically yeah. go off. I'm going to go off what I think are some basic fundamentals uh, for our next show. And, you know, we'll just go over the fundamentals first. And then uh, uh, from there, we can go more specific. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, a lot of like um, good. Oh, sorry, my tamer's going off. Um, I think a lot of uh, good topics are being covered in the Facebook groups and stuff, but I don't think there's really, I think the, the, the interest with the podcast is we can actually do a deeper dive, uh, versus just, uh, commenting and, uh, back and forth on a topic, um, in the Facebook blogs or the Facebook groups and stuff like that. But I think it's just another avenue to, uh, reach out to people in the community. And I'm so happy to, uh, start this 
with you and um, our, inaugur- our inaugural episode one of the Roscoe podcast. Until then, I hope to uh, I hope you guys uh, make money, make a living and have a wonderful day. Aloha.